Hello and welcome to LBB's Open House, our podcast on how to build brands better. I am Suchita, the co-founder of LBB. On the Open House podcast, I have candid conversations with founders, CXOs and investors behind India's most compelling enterprises. In each episode, I deep dive into a breadth of topic with my guests from finding product market fit to hiring, scaling teams, finding the right distribution channels and much more. Today, I'm in conversation with Varun and Ghazal. Before we get into this episode, just letting you all know that Open House is recorded as a live session. In each session, my conversation with our guest is followed by audience Q&As and you'll hear my colleague Asa taking these up. You can catch the next live session by signing up on the LBB app. Now getting back to my guests. Varun and Ghazal are the co-founders of Mama Earth, which is Asia's first made-safe certified brand that offers 100% toxin-free and natural baby care, skin care and hair care products. In just three years, Mama Earth has launched a range of over 80 natural products with over 1.5 million customers in India and is amongst the fastest FMCG startups to hit a 100 crore run rate in India. What I love about our chat is how honest and straightforward Varun and Ghazal are about their journey from being a marketer and an artist respectively to co-founding Mama Earth. The brand started from a personal pain point, Ghazal not being able to find toxin-free products for her newborn and how they've taken their initial hunch from product to market to scale is truly incredible. Mastage products are a huge opportunity in India and especially if you're looking to start up in consumer products, I'm sure you'll thoroughly enjoy this chat. Let's jump right into it. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Um, uh, our guests today are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mama Earth, for those of you who haven't heard of the brand already, uh, it's Asia's first made-safe certified brand that offers 100% toxin-free and natural baby care, skin care and hair care products. They have over 1.5 million customers in India and are also one of the first few to hit a 100 crore revenue run rate in record time. That must feel really, really good, guys. It does. I thought what we could, you know, get started with is um, uh, let's talk about COVID because, uh, you know, uh, COVID's had such a diverse impact across different businesses. And like I said, I can imagine you guys seeing major tailwinds, uh, you know, thanks to more natural, uh, you know, made in India, um, you know, skincare products. Fortunately, you guys aren't in makeup, but skincare products attract customers. So let's start with COVID. How's it, how's it been for you guys? Uh, it's actually uh, it's actually been favorable, right? It hasn't it hasn't sort of dampened. There, there was there was a while about forty five days uh, post the national lockdown when we actually saw our, our daily revenues to be in twenty to twenty five cent levels. And but uh, post uh, May, then uh, things have shaped up quite well. And, and and like you rightly said, multiple tailwinds at play here. Consumers are choosing for more natural, harmful, chemical-free kind of options. We are seeing that uh, trending more across our portfolio. And consumers are stepping out less and hence e-commerce is the preferred mode of purchase, and, uh, which is 90% of our uh, uh, existence and sales channels. And hence, uh, that channel itself is firing really well. And um, I think... Uh, uh, apart from that, it's also been we've also seen significantly, you know, growing brand traction because we did not um, reduce our marketing efforts during this time. We continued the conversations that we were having with our consumers uh, uh, during these times as well, and invested in uh, brand building because um, 
during this time you could actually reach out to the consumer at lower cost than others given competition was low and so we continued on the brand building path and sort of reached out to more consumers so um we've actually grown pretty well during during this time we are we are in fact um, uh, decently ahead of our pre covid uh, run rates now and so yeah i think uh, good space i i i would never um, uh, you know even dare say that hey it's been <laughs> covid has been good to us i don't think covid has been good um, in general and there are economic repercussions that we will see or in in the longer term uh, happening um, health repercussions in the short term as well but uh, uh, what i would say is that uh, um there are companies which are um, getting severely negatively affected and and there are certain sectors which are not getting as negatively affected um, we are a few uh, you know amongst the lucky ones to be um having a mix which is not severely affected and and having a balance sheet with which we could choose to go uh, aggressive right? and uh, and and sort of you know build um, uh, business during uh, you know continue to build business during this time and uh, so i think it's it's just Uh, we are lucky that we've been able to sort of still grow at this time and uh, you know hopefully will will continue to be able to do that so you know related question what do you think is help make your business anti fragile right because um uh, again uh, you know in in a context like a pandemic uh, there are so many things whether it's your supply chain whether it's you know like you guys said uh, employees obviously being scared of coming to office and and unlike our business that's you know purely in the cloud uh, you guys have a touch feel etc you know from your photo shoots to product development etc i can imagine all those things got stalled uh, what do you think helped make your business anti fragile was it your category was it your price point uh, you know what was it about about all the infrastructure that you've created over the years uh, that actually helped you uh, you know leapfrog quite under with many other companies out there sushla one of the things that um, we were very prompt about was uh you know when covid happened for about a week we had we were absolutely clueless on what to do how to do but one thing that uh, that we were very sure of was that we we cater to babies right we are into baby baby category so that having business continuity and being able to serve those consumers and you know ensure that we are able to deliver those necessary products which otherwise people might not be getting was something which was on top of our minds and we worked really hard in terms of talking to people understanding talking to authorities so i think that was the first uh you know small success that we were able to open our warehouses again within the first uh, 10 to 12 days and then you know figure out how do we start delivering was something which worked in our favor uh, there is no doubt about the fact that supply chains at this point of time are really painful your your um, there is a lot of packaging material that was uh, getting imported from outside india there were there are a lot of rms that get imported from outside of india and that is something which we struggled with but what we were also very clear was that if in case we know a certain thing will take a lot of time what's our alternate options and being very proactive around you know changing and adapting to the situation that we were in was again something that helped and our entire team while working from home they ensured that they were giving in our best we actually uh, i think in terms of being productive the team got way more productive also at that point of time we were definitely missing seeing each one of them and you know having that um having those coffee and tea chats uh, but but being productive aligning 
you know, giving the team uh, an understanding of how to operate from home, setting up a, a workspace at home, calendarizing staff, doing a lot of Zoom calls, etc. All, all of those little things helped and contribute um, towards, you know, those little successes that we've seen even during the COVID period. To I add to that, uh, from, a, from a fragility perspective, I think brand strength, right? Um, there is there is a strong story behind the brand. There are strong credentials that the brand stands for in the mind of the consumer. And, um, and throughout this period, it is it is the brand which has really helped the flag up. Right? I say in COVID, actually demand uh, is not king; supply is king. Right? So during this time, if you had a healthy brand and and you were able to supply, like Gazal mentioned. We got our supply chain infrastructure up and running very early and we did a lot of uh, innovations at a supply and worked through a lot of hassles in terms of no public transport. So how do you get your um, you know, uh, workers to come? We opened three new warehouses in 15 days through third party tie ups, right? So because there was a lot of uh, uncertainty about which location will remain open and which location will remain closed. So we wanted our eggs in different baskets, right? So, um, uh, but I think what what the brand strength was there, right? Which ensured, in terms of demand, if we had ability to supply, we will not face a crunch in demand. And so, under brand strength, excellent execution on supply chain side, those two, I, I would say, are, are the biggest reasons we were we were still able to hold up. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, maybe we, if we could go back to 2015, 2016, right? Gaza, like you mentioned, uh, the, the the reason to start Mama Earth came from a you know fairly personal use case. Uh, and uh, and Varun, from what I understand, your background obviously is in marketing. Uh, you know, you work with all the top uh, brands, whether it's a DRGO, Unilever, HUL, right, and Coca Cola. Uh, so uh, you know, obviously, you, you guys have had a chance through your careers to see uh, you know what it takes to build crazy good distribution. Uh, but what made you want to you know start Mama? So Gazal, if you could maybe tell you know all our uh, all our listeners uh, your story. Uh, and also, what was what were those initial customer insights? Uh, you know, which made uh, which made you guys want to drop everything and and take this up. So, Jita, this is a question very dear to me because it literally takes me back in time. You know, when Varun and I got married, we were this very carefree, uh, adventure loving, bungee jumping, skydiving kind of uh, a couple, and. Uh, only until we were expecting uh, our first child, right? That is when things suddenly overnight, almost overnight changed for us. We became a set of these paranoid to-be parents who were very particular around what am I eating? What am I putting on myself? What's around me? What are the calls that we are taking around the baby, etc. And we want everything to be ultra safe and we at peace that we are, we are actually giving the best to the baby who's about to come. And this awareness around toxins and the fact that certain ingredients need to be avoided, how they are harmful, be it eating, be it applying on the skin. That education I actually got when I went to US for my art education. Uh, at that time, there was this movement going on where in certain set of pro- uh, baby products were being lifted off the shelves um, and it was claimed that they actually had carcinogen ingredients in it. Um, that is where I actually delved deep down into this subject saying, what are these chemicals? I, I've never heard about them. Nobody ever talks that there is something in your products that you should not either eat or use. Um, and, and out of that curiosity, I sort of did my own research. And for myself, I was sure that, you know, these are the few ingredients that I'm not going to put on my skin. Now, when I was expecting and back in India, 
uh, again, you know, as a mother would be very particular about the fact that whatever I'm choosing has to be barring all of these uh, bad ingredients. And at least in India at that time, there was no one talking about uh, toxins or why are they harmful. Um, so during our research, we figured out that India may actually koi bhi aisa product nahi tha jo ingredients ke bina and that's when we decided that okay we'll go ahead with what our doctor you know pediatrician recommends using those products somehow for some reason they did not suit um Auguste. he developed rashes uh, after which you know a guilt of a mother came in and you literally feel that you know you're not giving the best to your child you're not able to take care of your child and um that doesn't let you live so i think that guilt was the driving force behind everything that happened uh, after that, be it um, researching, be it ordering products from outside India, figuring out what ingredients use are they, uh, you know, what are the source of the, those ingredients, why is nobody doing this uh, in India? And that's how we identified that gap, saying all of these ingredients were available in India. It wasn't like this was not doable here, it was just that nobody was doing it. And that sort of, you know, pinched us saying, uh, why to wait for someone else to do it? Let's try and do it ourselves. Um, so all of this, this, I mean, basically it was the guilt factor which was really strong in um, driving and that purpose of giving the best to your kid is what uh, led to Mama Earth. We, you know, did our research. There were a lot of um, challenges that came our way. I mean, first of all, the biggest challenge was you've thought that, okay, this is something that you want to do, right? But why would somebody believe you? You know, there are, there are hundred age-old brands which exist who are sort of in the baby care segment. And hence, why would a new mother trust a brand which is just saying that I am with ingredients where there was even no education around toxins at all? That is something that we tried to solve. We uh, began by educating consumers on what toxins are. And that was, that was a very small select of people. There were a uh, few bloggers who were actually aware. And then when we told them that this was something that we were coming up with, we developed a very small but very thick community who, who believed in the purpose and wanted to help us out um, in just spreading the message across. So we started with education around toxins. Um, we got made safe certification for the brand. At, we, we, we are Asia's first brand to have made safe certified products. Um, we were very sure that mothers will not believe it. And hence, if an external agency comes in and tells you that these products and the ingredients that were being used in them were a safe would be um, something that uh, you give out as as yes. So that's something which worked in our favor. But that was just the start of a lot of challenges that were coming into the business, you know. vendors, that's the first thing that you do. Where are you going to manufacture your products? We approached a lot of vendors and for them, we were no one. Having no history, you know, the background into um, uh, consumer goods, having no experience at all, they were like, "Why? Why should we believe you?" And the ingredients that you are asking us not to use actually form fifty percent of the base of any of the products that they were making in the same category. So why should they take all of that pain to formulate something different for us? Faced a lot of rejections, and only after that, there were a very few select people who believed in the purpose who said, "Okay, let's give it a try." Actually, we've 
literally spent nights in factories you know making shampoos and conditioners uh, baby shampoos and washes ourselves uh, because maidsafe is a very tedious process so they check each and every ingredient and even um, the storage of those ingredients that it has to be safe no material is actually you know forming any by product has to be safe for marine life has to be safe for environment and only then you get um, a product to be certified safe Any question over there? Uh, was it just the both of you, or uh, uh, or or did you have like an initial team, um, uh, you know, which helped you guys get Mama Earth off the ground? Not really. I think uh, 2016 December is when we launched. 2017 fifth January is when we hired our first employee. So for about seven months, uh, we were working uh, as a tag team. And um, I think all the on the first set of products, even the entire labels. जो है सब कुछ बिटवीन द टू ऑफ अस हमने लिखा है एंड एक एक वर्ड उसके ऊपर स्टोरी वी डेंट इवन इवन फॉर द ब्रांड डिजाइन द लोगो डिजाइन एंड ऑल ऑफ दिस इज लार्जली डन अस एंड अ फ्रीलांसर डिजाइनर अस एंड अ वो तो हम लोग मतलब थोड़े से चिंदी भी हैं हम लोग तो मतलब Uh, that also happened during around December only, right? Only once we had our certification, we had very strong confidence. Kya ab to product aare is when we uh, took the call to to sort of you know bring external money. Until then, we were working with our own uh, sort of you know funds. And um, you know, till then also we we were like, hey, uh, between the two of us, uh, if we can um, pull as much off, we we should try and do it. And and um, yeah, we we did we did get a lot of help from. For example, my father had a small uh, business set up in Delhi, so he had about four five uh, employees there. Uh, so we used to take help from them, chai finance space, chai us space. So he still still continues to help us a lot. And uh, but yeah, early days uh, when it was just two of us, they they helped out a lot initially, packing a lot of boxes. We were doing it. They used to all come together and sort of you know uh, help us out because we were using their office as our warehouse. That's the fun of it all, man. Those early years, you know, getting your hands dirty, which we still, obviously, all of us continue yeah. to. You know, just a, a, a related question over there. You know, one could argue, and this is most definitely a VC's favorite question, which is, what is your experience? Uh, you know, uh, uh, how uh, how is it that the both of you guys, with you know, without necessarily the expertise in uh, you know uh, product manufacturing or product making or even finding the right vendors, ingredients, etc. Um, uh, what do you think it was for you? That you weren't from this industry uh, was it the fresh perspective of you not being from this industry that actually helped you, uh, you know, look at this or find this customer insight uh, and make a product that has you know gathered as much steam as Mama Earth? Like, what what do you think it was, uh, you know, about your about your insight that actually enabled the both of you guys, uh, you know, to create a brand as strong as this? Well, I think two or three things, right, and and all at a softer level, right. One, uh, we had a shared story. it's it's a couple of parents who are who don't find the right solutions and hence decide to do something themselves and this is a story which you uh, which you relate to right uh, as a parent right and hence you uh, you believe in the purpose of the brand right so the shared story piece is very strong here and second thing uh, which i very strongly believe is that uh, uh, companies throw money at problems and uh, entrepreneurs throw themselves at problems and तो मतलब ये सारी जेनुअन प्रॉब्लम जो आप कह रहे हो कि हमको फॉर्मुलेशन नहीं बनानी आती थी बट हम लोग एक महीना बैठे रहे फैक्ट्री में लैब में रात भर काम करते रहे तो हमें भी आ गया यार मतलब बेसिकली 
वो थोड़ा बहुत थोड़ी बहुत तो स्मार्ट बोल सकते हैं कि हम थे देन तो थोड़ी पढ़ाई की किसी भी डायरेक्शन में करो आप सीख जाते हो कुछ भी देन तो आई थिंक वी जस्ट वेन यू स्टार्ट थ्रोइंग योर सेल्फ एट प्रॉब्लम यू फाइंड अ सोल्यूशन राइट एंड दैट समथिंग विच लॉर्ड ऑफ लार्ज कंपनीज मैनेजर माइंड सेट अवॉइड एंड इट्स अ um it's a evolutionary mindset not a revolutionary mindset because revolutionary requires risk appetite and and we were sort of hum to sab ko we put our uh, you know better house on this one right to kuch tha hi nahi matlab there was no sort of coming back we had to find some of these solutions and once we had committed ourselves so i think that's the second uh, big piece that we threw ourselves at at some of these problems and um and hence were were able to find these solutions and third thing um you know large companies look at you know all opportunities in um, million billion dollar terms saying ki yaar ye 1000 crore market hai ki nahi hai ye 3000 crore opportunity ki nahi hai and and when you when you trying to solve a problem which is close to your heart and what you are seeing is more anecdotal evidence than number right you are seeing ki yaar tumhare sare friends is bare mein baat kar rahe hain they are also all saying ki yaar they need to be safer better more natural so kids and um and when you see that to tumhe lagta hai ki matlab higher enough log hain and jo which are which are sort of you know there and if something um works for them and uh, then i know there are so many people like these which it will work for and you know you don't start especially in this case we didn't start with like yaar koi aisa billion dollar ye karna hai ya ye banana we just started to solve you know a problem that we felt was was worth solving and uh, for all the kids um around us and uh, all the babies around us and create a safer world for them so um us sense mein hamare liye matlab agar wo ek 50 crore ki opportunity that was also a good opportunity right which would be rejected by uh, you know a large company saying yeah too small a market too niche a proposition let it go and so i think that's the that's the third thing uh, which is um, um we don't we don't reject problems by aaj ka size kya hai opportunity ka uh, it's it's about what you're solving if it is worth pursuing or not absolutely i want to segue into you know you so you you, you found this niche um, it's not like you had you know market size or excel sheeted the living daylight out of out of your of business course, excel sheet bhi banani padti hai matlab agar aapko hai na but i i believe kafi random hoti hai wo kuch pata kya dalte ho kya actually hota hai wo alag cheez hai but wo excel sheet to banane li chahiye aise hi matlab for fun time yeah so in that excel sheet right when you when you initially thought about your first channels when you thought about your your go to market obviously hindsight is 2020 uh, could we could you talk a little bit about how did you generate demand how did you go from zero to your first thousand you know customers uh, and what were the things that you know you did right and wrong along the way so i think what what gazal mentioned and uh, i think she should talk about it more because she's the one who really built that up the the community piece uh, the 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 basic insight that we latched on to from the beginning and was this uh, communication insight that you know uh, and at a broad level millennials trust other millennials but at a very sharp level moms trust other moms and uh, was the insight that we really latched on to and and we said ki yaar ye ye bilkul theek lag raha hai and let's let's sort of you know build our entire marketing strategy and uh, bet everything on on this insight and and uh, i think gazal uh, spent a lot of time on this and and even when uh, we were we, we just sort of you know uh, before we had launched and um, should have spent at least a thousand hours on phone with 
500 bloggers moms who are active on internet and ye and just personally told the story to them and uh, to get this whole the story out and and to ensure that you know um, once they like the story then uh, they would spread it either through written word or through you know uh, other videos and stuff which they usually did and um, i think we should sort of you know talk about that piece yeah. that is something that we we were very sure of and this also actually came from very practical experience you know while i was raising uh, my son uh, the first person that i used to go to and ask for advice was either my mother or my friends who were in the same uh, life stage right and anything that comes out of experience is something which you trust more than any brand advertisement or any other communication that you come across uh, so that insight is something um that we were and in the early stages uh, sushita we were also doing a lot of concept test saying how does this idea fly how many people basic understanding of how many people are actually aware of toxins and the you know do they have an idea have they read about this and in that process we actually started educating people also some of them did not understand the concept but when they figured this out that okay this is something which is happening this is how it happens in uh, countries outside of india we don't have any regulation here in india was something which clicked with people um and this this community that i'm talking you which i was able to get very early on was a very thick community who um believed in the idea and wanted to help by spreading word they would have you know otherwise charged money for the blogs that they were writing or for the videos that they were doing but for us um just believing in the idea and the concept was strong enough that they wanted to do it uh, without any commercials and at that point of time we did not even think we tried to get more and more people to talk about us at uh, at you know bare minimum costs and that is what helped us spread the word out so basically the advocacy like a lot of like customer advocacy yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of so what yes. what now of course you know uh, largely uh, at a uh, at scale gets referred to as influencer marketing and um in in our case that was uh, from a shared story perspective from you know be it on individuals be it you know communities like you know gurgaon moms or uh, jams or or some of these communities right from see etc and um so i think all of that got sort of you know our our trust in that um continued to go deeper and um the initial 1000 i would say 100% came through uh, that itself and we created uh, we had a shared story and we wanted that story to spread we found the right uh, kind of people um to to sort of tell that story to others and you know that that just you know starts where i still remember you know we launched on 5th december and uh, on on 19th december we received a call from someone in bombay who had uh, been seeing us on on being recommended or talked about on whatsapp groups she was doing a big christmas party for a kid and she then wanted to give like you know 50 of our uh, kits right as as uh, uh, product giveaways and we was like so kicked ki yaar abhi kya kare how do we make sure she gets the product in bombay we didn't have like hame courier ka bhi nahi pata kaise bhejna hai kaise nahi banda because we were only on amazon at that time and but it was it was a big high for us that someone was that not just you know wanting to buy it for their baby but also wanting to give it to 
all the kids around them because they love uh, um, what they you know found in the product. So uh, I think over time, and that that our our, um, our belief in in telling that story and spreading that story through people who um, you know have a strong voice and uh, just just kept building on. And I think even for example when we got Shilpa on board, and it was largely out of that uh, itself saying that hey. Uh, we we went first with you know known bloggers etc. We then went um, uh, in into dark social where a lot of uh, um, you know popular moms on WhatsApp. We we sent them free samples. We said hey use it if you like it talk about it etc. Then we were looking for someone who can be um, the national voice and has a much deeper reach, but it's still that same mother who's telling a story which other mothers will trust. So Shilpa sort of you know. Um, came into play. That's uh, you know, it's another uh, story. How difficult it was to get her on board. But uh, um, uh, I think that that is that is one thing that that has stayed uh, consistent and which which got us the first thousand. Yeah. So uh, so you know, you said you had Amazon to begin with, and of course you were engaging with with you know mommy bloggers and uh, and mothers were on WhatsApp and Facebook and, and obviously those micro communities have a lot of power in themselves, right? Um, just a follow-on question: How did you expand your channels? Because I'm, I'm assuming you know, once you hit your thousand, ten thousand customer, uh, you're seeing retention cohorts now finally playing out. Um, how, how did you diversify your channels? And just a question related to that: How did your Excel sheet change? Right, because uh, all of us start with Excel sheets with you know certain metrics. In fact, the metrics that we measured at VB on you know three years ago, we don't even look at them anymore. Uh, so, so how how did your North Star change? Uh, now, if you could just you know get into that because I've seen you guys at a lot of modern trade stores as well. Um, so if you guys could just talk about you know your website versus marketplaces versus modern trade uh, and the journey from there. Um, yeah, so when we started, we actually you know uh, our, our core interest was to be able to sort of prove uh, product market uh, uh, fit, right? And uh, also we were to an extent aware that uh, cost of acquisition for own channels can be very high, and and. If um, you have limited money, right, you should try to maximize uh, um, the the number of consumers you can reach out to, the number of uh, you know uh, the, the revenue that you can sort of do with that. Right? And and once you are in a uh, stable situation where one you have a stronger balance sheet, and secondly you've kind of you know gotten a good uh, PMF, then you should start investing in uh, deeper, more acquisition cost heavy channels like you know D two C etc. Right. So we started largely with e commerce platform. So Amazon then expanded to First Cry, then then Nike, Flipkart, etc., and and sort of you know kept building that up. And uh, in about uh, nine to twelve months, we we were very comfortable um, in terms of the response that we were getting. Right? One of the things which we have measured from um, very early on is uh, you know from a from a I think uh, and I'll come to that North Star piece, but uh, um, the three metrics that I would say have have been constantly measured. One is uh, um, uh, you know, brand awareness, right? We have always tried to understand how, um, how, how many, in, in the relevant cohorts, how the awareness is shaping up. And uh, second is uh, intent to purchase or repeat, and uh, which is uh, what we not only measure pehle because it, the website data was not there. And so we used to do independent surveys, right? So every quarter, um, that, that survey sample size, which used to be 100, uh, three years back now is like a 2000 sample size every quarter, but an independent agency used to do it for us so that we get a clear um, indication of how consumers are, are finding the experience with their product. Right, So that was the second North Star, which we kept always uh, looking at. And and third was uh, revenues. Right? So, I mean, 
uh, you know, I've always believed in scale solves for everything, right? So, um, uh, you know, as long as uh, there is scale coming in, and uh, it'll solve most of the uh, problems of uh, existence, efficiency, you know, all of that. And, uh, and that, of course, you will have new problems to solve with scale, but uh, uh, it, it does solve a lot of existential sort of issues, right? So the third thing that we kept uh, tracking all the time was was uh, revenue and how that is shaping, right? So, uh, but on the channel front, I think after nine to 12 months, once we had comfort on PMF, once we have uh, a certain revenue line which was getting built, and uh, that's when we started our D2C play. Is that your largest channel? Currently, yes, that is uh, that is our largest channel now. And um, so we started our DUC play, then started focusing on getting consumers to our own uh, website and converting them. Built a complete uh, growth team internally. Built that entire uh, a very strong uh, supply chain uh, DUC fulfillment uh, um, team and strategy. So uh, invested a lot in that front. And um, about twelve months, twelve to fifteen months back is when we also then said, hey. While um, uh, we are we are clear that you know digital and commerce is is our uh, uh, is what we are strategically aligned to, right? And we want to build a company which excels at building brands to, through those channels. And uh, but uh, physical availability offers um, ability to experience the product in in real time, and uh, and uh, hence we decided that uh, valuated availability or uh, availability, which is focused more on imagery through controlled um, experiences, is what we wanted to go behind. So uh, that's what we are sort of doing in, in, in offline space. We are there in about 1,500 stores now. Um, some large chains like Mothercare, where we're the, you know, the only other Indian brands sort of present. Um, and uh, then, you know, Wellness Forever and some of these large chains and then independent baby stores and beauty stores, etc. Got it. Could you talk a little bit about your channel mix and how that's evolved? Because again, you know, like you said, you started out uh, on Amazon, right? And, uh, and of course, now you have your, your own website that's powering most of your sales and, you know, everything from the margin to the... Everything's just better when it's your own, right? Uh, or at least that's my assumption uh, would be. Uh, from In a longer term, hopefully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, from a margin perspective, it's still um, the, the e-commerce platforms uh, are, are better places to be. And uh, you generate, um, you know, uh, first-time profits there right? in terms of uh, your, your P&L and unit economics. Right? Um, the, uh, the D2C is a far more strategic play in that sense, right? Because what you're getting is... Um, you know, the consumer data when, um, and what you're getting is a consumer uh, who you can reach out to again and sort of, you know, sell through again, right? So what you're getting is LTV and, uh, and hence, uh, um, while in the longer term, uh, that's the play which is far more strategic, far more valuable and, and that is why we have sort of invested there. And, but in the short term, um, you know, um, third-party channels continue to be more profitable. You earn from there and you invest in this um, uh, D2C, and uh, so then in the longer term, um, you're you're far more protected and controlled. I actually want to talk uh, talk to you guys about your pricing as well, uh, because again, you know, it's interesting that you brought up marketplaces being a much more profitable pool. But but you know how it is marketplaces are most immediate filter that one is likely to apply is price, right? And Mama Earth uh, by no benchmark is the cheapest uh, you know product that's out there. Uh, so when you think about you know who your customer is on a marketplace. 
that's one uh, and the second is when you also think about how do you create differentiation on marketplaces when you maybe double the cost of you know uh, uh, the next or the next you know a mass uh, alternative that a customer may have any best practices from there and also how did you figure your price out because you know guys and I were chatting uh, you're not expensive uh, neither are you option uh, and that, that middle pricing has proven to be a really interesting space in consumer products in india at large no, so uh, i think we were we were uh, uh, you know clear about uh, uh, the the pricing strategy from the start that there were there were two kinds of product lines that we were entering into one uh, were product lines which were more um, share gain categories which means that the categories existed and and we were offering a proposition which was a finer better better for you up proposition and uh, and hence we were charging premium for that right but in general what we believe is um, that there is a sweet spot spot of about 25 to 30% premium to category and uh, at which you can premiumize a consumer and bring them you know to pay a little more for that new proposition that they're getting in in these share gain opportunities and which is what is referred to as the mass premium market in india and uh where we 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 sort of you know play and and then there were a lot of categories which you would call niche categories which are smaller categories in india and where mostly the offering is only by uh, you know imported brands luxury players etc and uh where we were actually offering products which were 50% cheaper right so um uh, sunscreen for kids right or you know uh, even today functional serums or stuff like that right so where largely it was luxury brands which were present we were actually 50% cheaper and hence uh, we were getting giving consumers who were sitting on the edge wanting to try that category but not trying it because uh, it was only being offered by a luxury brand and an opportunity to get into that category right so and and in a way hence building that category so there uh, we were largely benchmarking these players and saying hey how can we offer something which is cheaper than uh, them because we're building in india right so um i think that's that's the that's the two way we we looked at uh, our, our sort of pricing and then from a from a perspective of how do um, you know consumers choose you over uh, uh, you know certain other brands i think again it's, it's all about building the right uh, uh, credentials and that value equation in the mind of the consumer that what you're buying right is is worth the uh, money that you're paying and and if they buy into your proposition they 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 are willing to sort of you know go that extra mile uh, on on paying the value for that proposition so essentially your propositions being built on you know whether it's your website or your instagram or your facebook or whatever but yeah. the transaction uh, yeah. uh, the, the roi on on all of that may translate on platforms like amazon and the like yes yes got it got it any interesting channels of customer acquisition that you guys have played around with that have really surprised you in fact you know you mentioned gazal you mentioned whatsapp was super interesting because again highly underutilized because it's difficult to spot the groups right it takes a lot of poking digging and prodding uh, to really figure out you know what those groups and what those communities are so any channel that's you know really pleasantly surprised you in terms of either building customer evangelism or you know or acquisition costs so to the customer evangelism of course yes so whatsapp parenting communities these smaller groups uh, networking groups where like minded people you know operated uh, all of that worked in favor initially and and i think even today i have a very strong um, you know the set which i call uh, as my own so these are 
these are the people who have been associated with us since our inception and have grown through word of mouth and that's the community which i say is very much um, you know strength behind the brand they help us uh, even today concept if we have testing, to do concept right. testing if we have to um, get an understanding uh, better understanding around the category how they are using what are they looking out for etc this is the set of people who still he uh, helps us and um, something that i'm i'm honestly very proud of as well and they are very close to the brand um, so that definitely worked um, apart from that uh, acquisition i would say uh, i think largely uh, on, on acquisition all of this has helped um, you know from a from a spreading the the okay. brand story perspective and 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 building the right consideration for the brand and um, when when you say acquisition then you start talking numbers and hence uh, um our our uh, you know at least belief and focus has largely been um that we uh, we have used uh, um uh, scalable channels of acquisition right so uh, channels like instagram facebook google youtube etc and because uh, finally the funnel that you built and uh, you should have uh, control and ability to sort of you know um, take that funnel to 10 or 100x and uh, if you're not able to do that then really you can't call it a driver of uh, uh, growth in the longer term and so i think we have we've um, honestly ensured that we build funnels which are scalable in growth and uh, a lot of uh, this uh, what you would call growth hacking and uh, you know getting uh, the story out there we we used a lot of um, uh, you know relied on a lot of these channels and continue to sort of do that from a story spread perspective and but when it comes to uh, acquisition we we rely on scalable funnels around some of the larger platforms to pay us got it so i want to get into the last uh, you know section uh, before asha kicks me off and uh, and uh, and takes and takes over uh, so speaking of storytelling right uh, the, the the obviously the, the single most important aspect of storytelling for a founder after your customers are your investors right uh, and you guys have raised money from like the best you got sequoia you got kaval both of whom in fact spoke very highly about your company it's so nice to hear investors love their uh, love their portfolio uh, and the stellaris guys right so uh, so could you talk a little bit about uh, you know what was the pitch because consumer products have traditionally not been uh, you know the, the the hottest category as far as vc investment is concerned so what was the pitch and what was the narrative and what was the story that you that you sold to all of these guys ऑनेस्टली मतलब इट्स ओनली पहली बार जो बहुत ज्यादा बेचने की कोशिश जरूरत पड़ी थी बाद में तो ठीक ही हो गया था तो आई थिंक द फर्स्ट टाइम व्हेन वी वर रेजिंग लाइक द फैमिली इन फ्रेंड्स एंड एंजल्स राउंड इन विच कवल आल्सो पर्सनली पार्टिसिपेटेड एंड लॉट ऑफ माय एक्स कलीग्स पार्टिसिपेटेड इन दैट राउंड एंड दैट वाज व्हेन वी हैड टू सॉर्ट ऑफ यू नो आंसर अ लॉट ऑफ डिफिकल्ट क्वेश्चंस व्हिच वी वर लार्जली नॉट अवेयर ऑफ कि क्या होगा क्या नहीं होगा लॉन्गर टर्म हाउ डू यू सी 5 इयर्स डाउन द लाइन हाउ डू यू सी थिंग्स 3 इयर्स डाउन द लाइन राइट so you do create narratives right as as intelligently um, that at that time you can possibly crystal gaze and say and but broadly the the narrative was hey look and um this is a this is a large category and uh, it's already an existing business and uh, there is shortage of brands in india any which ways and um we are there is there is a clear proposition that consumers are looking for which is coming up in different researches etc and uh, especially when it came to baby care uh, 
there is a large leader who does not have as strong an equity um, as we speak at hence there is opportunity to get share from there and um, uh, and most importantly i think um, there for, for consumer brands there was a new ecosystem which was coming and um, uh, which was the e-commerce ecosystem through amazon flipkart delivery ecosystem to a delivery and express fees and all of these guys and um, uh, a shared uh, third party manufacturing ecosystem which was high quality ecosystem because a lot of um, you know especially around gst a lot of people moved uh, a lot of large companies moved out of excise zones and and uh, they had created strong third party manufacturing capabilities which were lying available now right for young brands to come and take benefit of and these were like high top notch right uh, uh, capabilities right so that availability so i think um, from our eco I, i used to have a slide in that uh, early deck which is which used to say that the time is now and um, it's it's a good time to do this because um, there is clearly um, uh, that distribution mode of fmcg getting challenged because of the e-commerce delivery um, there is uh, Uh, digital marketing which is letting you do democratic play compared to pehle matlab aap kahan tv pe chale jaoge right so um, but aaj facebook pe to the same audience it's the same level of bidding right if hul has to buy johnson has to buy or we have to buy right so democratization of media was happening right and hence um, it was a great time to sort of you know uh, start and and build consumer brand right so i think right place right time me right but mujhe abhi bhi yaad hai matlab kaval when when he signed uh, and and when he said yes um, Uh, to us and uh, after like giving one and a half hours of this ppt and excel and showing product and and arbitrary as he label like you portals you finding we need it um he said yaar dekho idea acha hai no doubt right but tum bande usse acche ho and idea se bhi to kuch na kuch to tum kar hi loge and so i am investing in and at that time people invest in you and and your passion and how um you know uh, how matlab uh, your work ethic right? and what you are really bringing to the table in terms of your passion so that's what people invest in in that time and once you are, are sort of you know after you have raised that first and uh, it largely becomes a question of uh, pmf it largely becomes a question of how um, your numbers are talking uske baad wo ab kahani matlab zyada sunane ki zarurat padni nahi chahiye is what we believed and we we also used to sort of you know uh, discuss this amongst ourselves saying ki hey we are a, we are a marketing company right we are a brand building company and if we can generate pull for consumers then right, we should be able to generate pull for investors right we should do so well um, and in fact matlab दो इन्वेस्टर्स हमारे ऑनबोर्ड जो हैं कस्टमर केयर कॉल्स हैं बिकॉज़ यू नो आई आई स्टिल रिमेंबर कुनाल कंपनी देखो अच्छा करके कुछ हम लोग ही संभालते थे हेल्पलाइन और कोई खानी so uh, and uh, they said hey uh, we've been using these uh, products and we are calling from family office and we would like to invest so uh, we, we just kept it down for like 15 seconds we said let me let us find the founder ghumte kahin pe honge bade sare office mein hamare kahin chupe honge then we just uh, sort of you know uh, after 15 seconds say hey hi varun decide would love to chat and all of that so i think um, if you're if you're doing if you're creating the right noise right if you're if your story is great if your numbers are looking up and wo fir matlab zyada aise different kahaniyan banane ki zarurat padi nahi a lot of people a lot of almost all of these are inbound and um, uh, almost 
all the time we were not looking to raise and um, and uh, it just sort of you know there was interest there were conversations going on um, because there was uh, interest and and main to matlab aadha time bolta tha yaar kya time kharab ho raha hai i would rather focus on business but then um, it sort of you know also uh, this is growth capital it has it has given us comfort to um, do a lot of things which otherwise we would have been uncomfortable on and and you know given us a balance sheet where we can take more ambitious and uh, aggressive bets right and i'm so thankful for for all of them uh, to be betting on us and taking us right but um, the, the only thing that i would say is wohi three dates wala dialogue agar matlab wo brilliant stages karo success follow karegi to i think isme bhi metric stages karo funding shall follow to agar acche numbers aapke saath hain aur ek achhi story hai and our story was a brand story we didn't create a separate story agar achhi story hai to funding shall follow is is what i believe On that note, and a key takeaway: if you want to get investors, you better impress their wives, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's also one way. <laughs> Asa, all yours, and then I'll jump in at the end. Uh, I have to say, guys, this has been one of the most honest sessions we've had, and we've had quite a few. Uh, but this is like one of the most honest stories. Uh, okay, so I'm going to jump right in because we have a lot of questions that were pouring in as you guys were speaking. So Harsh is an entrepreneur himself. he actually runs uh, a a website called Cracky Store here is a very specific question what third party software did you guys use to handle your first 10000 uh, orders and you know like when they were coming in from various sources like amazon and uh, you know your platform and uh, to handle the sqs what third party software he's like you have to get me an answer to that we very very good uh, uh, software yaar uh, it's also available uh pretty extensively uh, microsoft excel main honest bolu pehle aadhar ke liye matlab agar aap software lagaoge to your building uh, you know uh, to too heavy um, i think thodi mehnat karni padegi shuru mein excel sheets bana ke humne kya for that matter ek saal tak karte rahe koi software nahi tha and uh, i hope that answers your question there is no shortcut <laughs> there are no software who will fix this for you Okay. Uh, next one. So you had mentioned about the Asia's first uh, health certificate, right? Uh, someone called Startup Twenty Three wants to know that uh, what is your plan for international expansion? Yeah, it's on the cards for sure. Yeah. So in the medium term, we do see us expanding into different brands as well as different markets. And mm-hmm. by the way, we're we're already present in about sixteen countries, right? But that's largely been inbound demand. So a lot of people reach out to us. हम लोग बोलते हैं पहले पैसे दे दो जो लेना ले लो तो वो अभी or do you hire basis like talent and what you guys see or degrees no i think teeno hi type ke hire hote hain so uh, we define uh, them as uh, uh, one is uh, young and hungry and people who are wanting to make a difference right skill mm-hmm. no skill right? but are deeply committed ki yaar kuch karna and um, then there are certain roles where you clearly need 
um, skills, right? So uh, especially roles like, you know, uh, Gazal leads the entire NPD function. So roles like, you know, the lead scientist roles or QC testing roles, right? Or tech roles, right? Where you look for skills and uh, clearly uh, deep skills are required. And, and then there are, you know, also leadership positions where, what you're looking for is ability to sort of, you know, uh, lead teams, ability to scale, ability to just get stuff done. And uh, in fact, that's that's the designation that I have, get stuff done officer. Uh, I mean, uh, so that that is the that is the skill that, that you look for, not a skill, but like a competence or, or uh, an attitude uh, and experience that you look for. And uh, where there might not be relevant experience, but because they have gotten work done through people. And so all three types of people have their own value and uh, and they fit in into different uh, functions of a company and, and have their own ways they can add significant value. So just a related question, sorry, Asa, but uh, mm-hmm. could you talk about you know, what have been the two to three key hires that you made that actually really helped catapult a lot of, you know, how you guys operate. So were there operational hires, were there, you know, CMO hires, what are the key hires that you made that actually helped you guys get a, get a uh, grip over your trajectory? Yeah, uh, I think uh, like a cliche, but it takes a village to sort of, you know, uh, raise uh, a startup. And, um, and uh, I don't think, um, you know, I will be able to say one went right, this is what catapulted and but what I would clearly be able to say is that after three and a half years if you believe one investment which has the highest ROI then um, is people and uh, right people create the maximum difference right, uh, to to where your business can go and and hence if I was to sort of go back and tell our younger selves right we would we would give that advice saying here builder team early and uh, rather than sort of, you know, uh, hire for yesterday, hire for tomorrow. Um, uh, so um, overall, I, we have we have very strong belief that, you know, it's finally people who have who've, uh, made all the difference that have happened to our company. And we've been lucky we have the right set of folks joining us at different stages of our uh, startup. And But yes, people overall is the highest ROI um, activity that we do. Got it. Uh, so Lena also asked uh, this question and somebody else also did. Um, just take us through maybe like one, uh, you know, failure or something that, you know, you had to quickly change around. Uh, and also somebody asked a related question that what is the research that goes to a product? So I think that would be interesting to combine together. Failures, though, uh, it, uh, we, we, we don't call them failures, we call them learnings. I mean, we have a lot of them. We have a lot of them to just, you know, pinpoint a few of them. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there are, there are a lot of learnings. Uh, one, as Varun said, you know, it took us some time to realize the importance of getting right people on board with the right experience. But for, for a long time, we were... We still are very frugal, but for a long time, we were also, um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to use that word, but to some level, Chindi saying that jitna kaam khud kar sakte ho, utna kaam khud karo. And only once you're very sure you can't pick this up on your plate, you can't deliver this is when you hire people. And that was one of the biggest learnings for us. You know, if, if, if we have to go back change, that would be the first thing. Uh, second thing, I would say we have, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. So very early on, uh, while we were into personal care, etc., we 
um, you know, there was a time when we also got into foods and supplements and launched this, um, you know, within Mama Earth, but launched this brand, which was traditional recipes, which was a set of six products. Um, we had various kinds of teas for, for moms. We had various kinds of supplements to take care because that also we identified that at least with me, whenever I was being prescribed a medicine or eating any kind of multivitamin during my pregnancy phase, I used to Google it or check. Despite the fact that doctor recommended it, I was still, you know, wanted to see what are the side effects if there are any. Correct. And and from that, um, you know, R&D perspective, I thought this was going to be a good launch. But what we realized was that every brands have every brand has a strong, uh, you know, expertise into into something, right? And for us, that was personal care. While parents thoroughly believed in the proposition that we were delivering through uh, skin and hair products for the baby, this idea did not go very well uh, with them. They wanted a brand who was specifically into food or nutrition or had some kind of, um, you know, doctor experience with them. And then they were, you know, suggesting people to use uh, something during the pregnancy phase since since it's a special time uh, and need mm-hmm. extra precaution, extra care needs to be uh, given. So wo trust hume us traditional piece pe nahi, a traditional recipe wali piece pe nahi aaya. And that's, uh, we realized that very early on. We, you know, shut that uh, range within the, I think the first nine months itself saying that this is not doing well. And from there, we've, we've you know, literally taken this learning at the end of every year we still analyze the complete portfolio. We go through the launches that we have done. We figure out what is working for us. We ensure that um, we are keeping a special check on what's not working and discontinuing that. Um, and because that then gives you a breather and space to come up with um, you know, better products, more propositions, enter into new categories, etc. So that's that I would say are, are the key learnings. <laughs> Very interesting because this is in fact something Kamaljeet also brought up that this is the thing about new brands, right? You just learn and you move on. And very companies may research they don't launch anything. okay, so I have two last questions. One is uh Niharika said that uh, what sort of went in building your in-house content team because again, you know, your sort of conversation with the moms has been so strong. And is there a plan to leverage moms later on? Are they going to become your ambassadors and like sellers eventually? Is there a plan like that? I think from a from a content perspective, and, and Gazal has led that for, for almost uh, uh, three years now. Now we have uh, someone who's dedicating dedicatedly leading that piece, right? But we were from the beginning very clear that you know that's something which needs to be owned, and um, and uh, given the amount of content we were churning given our reliance on on the content uh, um, uh, that we had be it uh, a blog or a, a you know performance ad that we were building right so um, it, that needed to be an internal competence that uh, we we needed to have so from very early on um, you know designers copywriters having almost an internal content and creative excellence team as we refer to um, it as and we started building that right uh, gazal was leading that team and um, built it to a level where as we continue to scale as a brand, it was able to uh, service 
the brand continuously um, uh, so we we've largely relied on internal team and uh, when it comes to content and creative and uh, i think on the second question using moms as a way to sell not just moms and um, we do believe uh, um, peer to peer selling has uh, has has a lot of potential in india and um, but we also believe that when it comes to brands and uh, while um you know standard platforms like for example me shows low roads of the world are are great for certain categories and um, which are not as high level involvement like a fashion or you know some of these and um, but when it comes to high level of involvement categories like personal care then um uh, p2p requires very deep training and so whoever is selling should actually be a evangelist and deeply trained in the brand so Uh, on on that side we already have a pilot going on uh, in in vida state we have a uh, app based play which is which is happening there and so we do feel that's an opportunity and we are building a separate channel on that got it if you guys were entrepreneurs what would you be and your previous jobs don't count previous jobs don't count that's that's unfair <laughs> 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 no, I for Gazal, I'm very clear. She would have I, been I would an artist. Be an artist for yeah, sure. she would have continued. She's a selling artist, by the way. Um, uh, of course, I I failed in engineering drawing, so I am very <laughs> I'm mesmerized by what she does. Right? <laughs> I mean, mainly it was a very big thing. If someone has a CD line, he's there. I mean, I I feel wow. Right? So uh, I mean, um, uh, she 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 paints incredibly well. She's you know exhibited in delhi dubai london new york etc so yeah. i think she would have been uh, she would continue to sort of you know build on, on there's there's uh, nothing else on my plate for sure matlab oh, it has matlab mere ko mere ko yahi ka yahi sab kaam karna aata hai marketing karna aur sales karna mai aur kuch yahi kar raha hu main kuch kai pe kuch thanda sabun tel kuch aisa bech raha hu phone mein sab pata nahi got it thank you so much dubai followers So I have two quick questions for you, right? Uh, one is a uh, uh, one is a serious question, the other is non-serious. Uh, the serious question is: Have you guys seen a whale? Uh, you know, with your with your consumption. So have you seen like you know twenty percent of your products driving eighty percent of your orders, or have you seen a slightly more democratized split? Because you know I was going through your website earlier today, and you guys have so much, right? Uh, and also so much of very different types of customers. So do you do you see a win with your with uh, with Mama Earth as well? Not really, right? And and uh, so it is. Uh, for example, if you look at some of the mass and traditionally distributed brands, and those channels are such that you need to have a whale shape. And um, uh, while in our case, actually, digital um, was built on the long tail, and and it respects the long tail a lot. And uh, and from that perspective, it is actually makes sense to have a wider uh, offering because you're able to get your AOVs right. You're not just a one product company that way, right? So um, we have ensured that the wheel doesn't exist for us. And uh, while uh, over time that starts happening, even now probably. you know seven eight of our products would contribute 50% uh, you know in in each category and, but uh, um, otherwise uh, we've consciously sort of you know made sure that we have enough assortment uh, enough category that the consumer who comes to our platform um, doesn't feel like going to any other franchise or brand franchise to actually buy anything for their personal care needs right so and then that's the that's the agenda in the long term
Got it. And last non-serious question. Uh, uh, is there a book, a podcast, uh, any, you know, any uh, blog, any anyone who you read or any content that you consume that you absolutely swear by and would want to recommend to everyone? I think for me, the book would have to be Hard Thing About Hard Things. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and uh, of course, I, I read a lot of uh, these uh, uh, non-fiction type. I mean, I say type. just just helps you ideate think and then even execute things till the last month so that is something which has been really helpful yeah the pyramid principle right i'm going to check that one out no i i love uh, i love ben all of its um uh, the heart of all hearties made me want to vomit i'm not going to lie um, <laughs> you're just like oh my god my stresses are so lame compared to what this guy went Uh, imagine having those number of carpets being pulled from under your feet, man. Uh, and even his uh, more recent book, the uh, What You Do Is Who You Are. Who you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even that good, book, good, not as good, but as the yeah. first one, but they are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but thank you guys so much. This, this was fantastic. Uh, you know, like Asa said, uh, I think only founders, uh, 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 only founders bring that amount of authenticity and honesty to to conversations, right? Uh, and your guys is energy and enthusiasm and chindiness has uh, as <laughs> definitely uh, you know uh, uh, paid off but thank you guys so much this hey, was thank awesome. you for thank you for us. having us